Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters, and everything else in between. Namaste. Welcome to our coronation special. That's right. We've just finished watching the concert, the coronation concert. Mixed feelings. Some of it was really good. I think Lionel Richie really got everyone on their feet. Katy Perry, take that. I'm not sure what Sonam Kapoor was doing. I think she was basically giving out facts about the Commonwealth. Yes. And uh, this is, of course, day two of the long weekend. I think we should start with day one. Yeah, with the actual coronation yesterday. Uh, what were your thoughts? What did you think? Well, I didn't actually see the king and the queen, but I was there hmm. in the distance. Yes. There was a huge buzz, but. I felt like most of the people there were tourists. I met so many Americans, Canadians. You're talking about people queuing up. Europeans on walking the streets around of London. here. Yeah. People are bumping into. I was actually in a little pub, a public house. Yeah. Drinking a coronation pint. You know they have got special uh, ale and beer. Hmm. I was I was actually for those who want to know, I was drinking the Crown Jewels. Hmm. Which is a Portobello Portobello ale. Well, there you go. I actually watched it from start to finish and I have to say that um those of us who are massive fans of Peter Morgan uh Peter Morgan's The Crown on Netflix. You're a massive fan of the monarchy. I am a massive don't, fan of the monarchy, you, but especially because I don't know anyone else who buys Hello magazine and every paper and this and that. I only buy Listen you're making it sound as if I buy Hello magazine every month no, no, I don't I, No no I mean only on special occasions I mean on these huge occasions And that too not for myself I'm buying most of them as souvenirs for my friends daughters who are massive fans of the royalty living in India living in America so I'm buying them as tokens for others but I am a royalist and though I have to say that in the last since 2016 when Crown season 1 streamed on Netflix I think Stephen Daldry Peter Morgan the makers of that series they have romanticized the monarchy so much and they made especially the first two seasons were so flawless so after actually watching the coronation yesterday i had to go back to season 1 of the crown and watch episode 5 smoke and mirrors oh hold your horses isn't the crown fiction uh, it is but no no it's a very cunning mix of fact and fiction as peter morgan keeps saying that you know balis sab jo shotanga batata hai peter morgan hai kon he is the creator one of the creators so certain episodes ps morgan so na not peter, peter morgan. morgan so certain episodes of the crown he's written there are certain that he's directed as well and he's a co-producer so it's he is i suppose the one who's masterminded the entire show and they say you know meticulous research goes into every sentence that's uttered on that show but Let's so, talk about the actual coronation. Let's actually talk. So I said that you know because they have made it just so beautiful and dreamy. The actual coronation looked a bit lackluster. Come on, the pomp, the pageantry. No, but the London weather spoiled it all, isn't it? It was the day before that when we were in West End in Trafalgar Square. It was just the most beautiful summer's day in London, but on the actual day of the coronation. But they say maybe it has something to do with the coronation because when the Queen was crowned in 1953, it was a rainy day as well. A very wise man said, "It always rains on your parade." Or was that Alison Morissette? Yeah, well, there you go. You mean Alanis Morissette, not Alison Morissette. <laughs> Alanis <laughs> Morissette. I think you're still thinking of Lionel Richie at the coronation, uh, coronation concert. So I felt Ly- that Lionel Richie or Lionel and Rishi, yeah, who was sitting behind the king. Yes, both. 
So it was beautiful and it was obviously something the nation had not seen for the last 70 years. But I found that compared to the dramatized version of how coronations should be, um, I found it a bit lackluster and it could have been I shortened. I totally more. disagree with you. I thought it was spectacular. Hmm. I'm no monarchist, yeah. but I really enjoy it. I love the hymns. Yeah, but I didn't, I, and I'm not talking about the pomp and pageantry on the streets of London. That was awe-inspiring, you know, when all of those, the bands marching and... Uh, all the soldiers. Soldiers, everybody in their traditional royal uniform. That is absolutely spectacular. Not to mention the um, uh, the flypass that happens in the end, you know, the red arrows. They were saying that because of the weather, they had to really take a last-minute call and it was from, a, I think, a 15-minute thing. And it was scaled down. It was scaled down to about five minutes or but something. You and me are very lucky because we can it, go, it flies past us. Yeah, about about fifteen minutes after it crosses the king or the queen in Buckingham Palace, it goes past us. Um, so all that was good, but I think the actual ceremony could have been shortened a bit more. But it was beautiful to kind of see all the elements that you that you've read about or you've seen that you know they have to be anointed with holy oil, and then the scepter and the orb and the crown and all of that. It was good to see. I think more interesting than that is people watching, hmm. watching all the previous prime ministers come in. Oh, watching Harry. Oh, you know? where's Harry going to be sitting? Yeah. He actually sat with uh, Eugenie and her husband. Her husband because it, if you read his book, Spare, which I've read, you can tell that the first person in his family who knew about Meghan was also Eugenie, I believe. She's the one who first met Meghan. So he's naturally close to Eugenie and, and her, her husband. So, of course, it wasn't all pomp and uh, wonderfulness. Mm -hmm. One of the big stories today is how they um, they arrested all the republic yeah. people who were protesting and saying, "Not my king." Yeah, they were. Well, it's quite dangerous. They were arrested before the you know before they got a chance to shout anything, demonstrate. Yeah, but that's that's always been preemptive there, right? arresting in a way. Yeah, that's maybe the numbers have gone up because people see the monarchy as something that the taxpayers uh, pay is funding. And especially when the nation, not just the nation, the, the entire world is going through a cost of living crisis where post-COVID, everyone's had to tighten their purse strings. Didn't you put up this wonderful clip where this uh, lady said that uh, I, don't, I don't do anything for my own granddad. Yeah. Imagine doing it for someone else's granddad. Yeah, she said that, you know, it's like being invited to somebody else's granddad's party and the granddad says that, you know, I want you to pay for the party and by the way, you're not invited, you know. So it's quite hilarious. All, all these memes and sketches obviously doing the rounds. But... Uh, you know, going back to the crown again, there's another episode there where, where you're shown Queen Elizabeth's coronation and how she had this, she had these massive doubts about the relevance of the monarchy back in 1953. And when her grandmother is counseling her and telling her, you know, why, it's a beautiful one and a half, two minute scene where she says that, you know, um, implying that monarchy is God's gift to mankind to raise them in their wretched lives and give them something to aspire to. And that is why you're anointed, not appointed. It is an archbishop that puts a crown on your head, not a government minister. And you're, you're crowned in an abbey, not in a government building. And therefore, the grandmother says, you're answerable only to God. But I think that was a very nice touch that uh, leaders of all faiths came. Yeah. Yeah. Someone gave him a ring, someone gave him something else, yeah. a glove. Yeah. But he had to do it. I mean, it's very good to see that King Charles is goes out of his way to be inclusive and, you know, invite 
people, representatives of all community to be a part of these big occasions. But I think this is the only way the monarchy can survive. I mean, if they still behaved in a way that they did 20, 30 years ago, they would completely lose any you know, love or think, respect. Then I think that King Charles. Hmm. I've got used to saying King Charles now, yeah. Prince Charles. I like uh, him. Yeah, you know, I was I gonna like say that him. he's waited uh, half a century. Yeah, to yeah. become king. Fair enough. Hmm. I no, and even as a person, I really, I feel that you know the causes that he believes in, he really believes in them, and sometimes even at the expense of being politically incorrect, or even at the expense of annoying the politicians, he speaks his mind. You know, and which is a fantastic quality. Ah, uh, but that's the rub. Now here's the rub that um, if you're the king. Hmm. I don't think you're you know, allowed to express an opinion. You should have an opinion. Yeah. The queen, mm-hmm. the late queen, huh. kept didn't. her views very much to herself. Yeah. I know they leaked out here and there sometimes, but yeah. otherwise, she kept no, her views true. to herself. But when he is championing a cause as important as climate change, organic farming, you know, things that help the planet, there's no two ways about it. And uh, so I think he's, he's, he is a man who believes strongly in certain things and therefore he kind of is quite opinionated you know in a nice way and I think that's that's always good to see Camilla though has been getting a lot of um, she's always she's had flack for the last 18 yeah, years from the press uh, for the way she never smiles oh I thought you were talking about something totally different that she's getting flack for being Camilla no, that she's. I think that phase is over now. You know, I think people have. Put no, that if you are, them. I mean, I just flick through Twitter. Hmm. Princess Diana is all over the place. No, it's just I. I don't. I don't know. I just don't feel anything for Diana anymore. I think that story is. You know, she. It was very tragic what happened to her. She was a stunning princess, but that's it. Now you can't just keep holding her death. Everything. I mean, keep. What am I trying to say? You can't hold Camilla responsible for what happened. To Diana and how tragically she died, and kind of, kind of, you know, constantly keep comparing the two. That this would have been, should have been Diana's big moment. Well, of course she was slightly responsible. Let's not uh, gloss over the facts. She was responsible for the marriage breaking up. She was not responsible for the way Diana died. No, I'm talking about dying. I'm talking about the marriage marriage breaking up. up, Yes, but then what? You're going to hold Prince King Charles as much responsible. So, uh, so I, I'm I'm not sure what. It's I think. It's good that Camilla is not a royal, like Kate Middleton. You know, they're privileged, no doubt. Um, and they move around in those circles. But I think it, it'll be nice to... She might... You know, she, she'll... Even when you see her at these... The, we saw her at the coronation, at the party. She's... I've never heard of that you met them both. Yeah, at a Princess Trust uh, do, I met them both. And it was really cool how Prince Charles, he was Prince Charles then. He walked in with a with a drink in his hand, you know, but then you think, okay, Buckingham Palace is his mum's house, so I'm sure he's just kind of walking in from one room to the other, even though it was the size of a football pitch. But uh, I like them. I like them. I've warmed to King Charles well, in the last twenty years. I've always liked um, King Charles anyway. Hmm. Although they compared say compared to many other royals, many other royals, but they say that the hardest working uh, and the one you really have a lot of respect for is the sister, right? Princess Anne. Known as a hard worker. Yeah, they say that she's like her mum. She hardly ever misses any engagement. She's conscientious about. But I'm not one of those that, oh, because I like Prince Charles, I have to hate uh, King Charles, rather. Mm-hmm. I have to hate uh, Harry. Mm-hmm. I like Harry and Meghan yeah. as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's always going to be a sore point. Uh, and 
you know, the more I read the book, I feel that the things in Prince Harry's book, Spare, which I think are brilliant, that the public should know about. That aspect of Harry, I had no idea um, how deeply he was affected by everything that happened in his life. And his life is an open book, right? Um, but then there are also bits where you read and you say, you think that how can a reconciliation ever happen if, you know, you're kind of betraying secrets that uh, or, or betraying conversations that are strictly meant to remain behind closed doors. Well, what do you think of the actual carriage, the golden carriage? There were two carriages. Wasn't yeah. it? Was the carriage taking him to the... One is the modernized comfy one. Was the comfy air-conditioned one, I think. Yes. Ironically, mm. they didn't need any air-conditioning because it was raining yesterday. Uh, but the, the traditional gold carriage, gilded carriage, was the one that they left Westminster Abbey in. And yeah, it looked beautiful. It looked especially in the photographs. I mean, I was looking at... That's from the 1700s. Yeah. I was looking at the newspaper headlines yesterday and today. Obviously, we were there. I was there in West, uh, in Central London a day before that. So it was absolutely buzzing, as you say, with tourists. People were already taking their spot, you know, by the curb and trying to reserve the best spots. For yeah, yeah, I met so many people who were decked head to toe in the Union Jacks. Mm. Yeah, but now I think the the real challenge begins now what king charles does hereafter right is he going to be do you reckon obviously his role will always be ceremonial but do you reckon he might take a more keen interest in governance and express his continue to express his views I'm the sure way he did as no, prince charles no i don't think he can i think he'll have all these advisors saying tell him that he's hmm. your majesty this constitutionally is not your you're probably not allowed to do it mm-hmm. but saying that he's probably the kind of guy who will do it yeah. What, so what do you think of uh, our Prime Minister Rishi Sunak reading an excerpt from the Bible? It's all right. It's good. Yeah, it's good. He's, he could read properly. And uh, no, because I, I saw some people saying that oh, uh, he should have been reading from the Gita. Yeah. Huh? Is that what they? <laughs> Hindu reading from the Bible. Uh, How that, perfect. That's okay. No, that's okay. No, I and, thought he did it very well. Yeah, and he was clearly enjoying himself today at the concert. Yeah, oh, you boogied to Lionel Richie. You, you told me, actually, I knew he was young. I didn't know he was that young. He's, he's ridiculously very, young to be running young. a country. Isn't he? Well, compared to some other countries where the leaders are quite old, yes, he is ridiculously, ridiculously young. Ridiculously young. No wonder he liked Take That So Much and Katy Berry. He must have grown up listening to them. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good weekend. I think overall, this was the second bank holiday, the second three-day weekend in May. Normally, we get two three-day weekends in May. This is the second one. And uh, there were security concerns before the coronation. You know, there were ar- arrests were made on the mall and all of that. Do but you I say, think London is so good at You know, is up. it mall or is it more? Most people on the news say mall. Because, because for me, Kanwe Male is what I think of. Mm, that's what it is. It's a male. And uh, I think it was, if there's one thing this country is good at, it is organizing something like this without making it seem like you're in a prison surrounded by security, which is what happens in America, I believe. If the American president goes anywhere, there'll be like five choppers, you know, circling the airspace where the president is there'd be about 500 people in black suits around him this is something the brits do very discreetly and hats off to them you know the king's uh, 
personal bodyguard, the guy we always see. Yes, he's Indian, right? Asian. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, so I'm at the concert from. as well. You're sitting yeah. two rows behind His Majesty. Yeah, I think he's Indian. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, and the funniest thing was on Friday when I was when I took the tube on Friday, the King and the Queen had recorded a message. You know, please do mind the gap. <laughs> it was quite funny. But uh, so he's he's again up up for a laugh as well. It's it's good to good to finally uh, have him as king officially and see um, what his policy is going to be like, whether he's going to be exactly like his mum and steer well clear of politics, or is he going to be a bit more expressive? But you're saying he may not be allowed to. But I don't think he'll be allowed to. And what, I think um, it's a matter um, of personality because otherwise all your monarchs would be exactly the same. They'd be identical copies of each other. which is not what you want in a country either right there's certain things which you're not allowed to say but i think in their oblique roundabout way they're very good at telling you what they're thinking privately even so, though they don't make official statements so do you think the monarchy is back to its top notch or it'll be interesting to see i don't think so mm. i think i don't think so yeah i think since queen elizabeth passed away yeah i do feel that the monarchy has monarchy has kind of diluted in it yeah, of course yeah. because nobody's going to have that kind of hold on generations of people you know no there's never going to be another queen elizabeth the second well he was the longest serving prince of wales yeah that's true so it's like a man finally getting a job at the age of 76 but um, yeah i think it'll be quite interesting to see how how things pan out but i think the british monarchy will finally have to adapt and go the way european monarchies have gone where they don't really have any power they don't really have any power they have a bit of the pomp some of the pomp not but that, i think they pay taxes and not stuff that like the that. british monarchy has any power yeah th- but they don't pay taxes that's the problem right they are so loaded they don't even pay inheritance tax yeah they, they yeah they get pay nothing so that's when i think and uh, this issue has been raised many a time in the last few weeks that hmm. in this country hmm. right now there's a Credit crunch, cost of living crisis, yeah. um, prices of basic amenities, yeah. inflation hit, have really hit the roof. Yeah. You know, it, it, how does the royal family justify it? Do they say, as in, how does the state justify it when people say that old um, that they bring in tourists, that they bring in more money huh. than we spend on them? Huh. Well, I don't know if that's true. But yeah. No, but you know that's, what? That's the justification. Friday, looking at Trafalgar Square. on friday that could well be true because it was teeming with tourists not one person looked like a londoner and they all had they bought their flags they they bought everything that we've, all we've the talked about this before things. even though we have a monarchy hmm. paris hmm. gets more tourists hmm. More tourists go, even though they have no monarchy. Oh, more that's to, because more of tourists go centuries to see the, of uh, go to see the palace of no, Versailles, the whatever. palace of Versailles, the Louvre. That's because centuries of literature, romance, history. Yeah, I mean, eh? Yeah, but who Paris? Ki to baat hi kuch aur hai na? As someone said, you know what the best thing about London is? Paris. Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Uh, it doesn't make sense. The best thing about London is Paris. Yeah. As in, it is a tribute to Paris. As in, it's around the corner from Paris. That's the best thing about London. God, if I have to explain these jokes to you, you know what that means? Yeah, that your jokes are not very good. No, it means that I think this episode should end now. So this was our coronation special. Wherever you are in the world, tuned into the Shabby and Man podcast. If you did anything special, even if it meant 
making a special effort to watch a little bit of either the coronation or the concert. There were, uh, lots, of, there were lots of um, street parties as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we weren't invited to any. Yeah. And uh, there wasn't any around our way, really. I but didn't you see know what? Any. Yeah, I don't think the street parties were like Her Majesty's, the Queen's. The Jubilee. Uh, yeah, Platinum Jubilee. Platinum Jubilee. There, I think, everywhere. Your mom and dad, yeah, 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 anyone yeah. who's anyone had a street party. But I think street parties normally happen in neighborhoods where there are slightly, I hate to say this, elderly people, right? They're the hardcore royalists who feel that it's worth it for them to lay out those tables and have the bunting out and bake cakes and have a glass of sherry in the name Saying of the Saying that, in today's concert, I think Prince William gave mm. a very touching tribute to his papa. Mm. That's quite nice. Yeah. Prince William, I don't see him asking. Well, he is going to be king. He is. He will be, but he still has to kind of what? grow into the role. And, you know, he, he looks yeah. too much like an Etonian yeah. even now. He has to warm up to you. No, he doesn't warm Yeah, I mean, or maybe I, I'm judging him differently because I've read Harry's book. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. So, like I was saying, people from all over the world listen to this podcast. And if the coronation has meant anything to you at all, even if it meant just kind of catching glimpses of uh, the ceremony or the concert here and there on the news. Let us know. Yep, just send us a DM, DM Boldana, huh? a direct message on Instagram or um, tweet us. Yes. Shabby and Man Podcast. Yep. Bye-bye, Bolivar. I think There's so. a very short and sweet episode and this time we really haven't got even uh, I ought to have an, any notes in front of us either because, yeah, because we've just finished watching the concert. Just finished watching Let's just talk over the phone. Yeah, and also because it, we're in the midst of Coronation Weekend. You know, when... Kal sab ki chutti hai. Chutti to hai. I'm saying ki last year in September, was it in September when the Queen yeah, died? Yeah. When the Queen died and Charles became king, very quickly, within a month, we were told when the coronation would be, right? And so everybody was like, oh, okay, Sound we'll get an ages, extra bank holiday. Huh? Away, yeah. May, may there'll be an extra bank holiday. Dekha you jaya, were huh? very privileged uh, to, um, when the Queen passed away, to broadcast from there. And I was broadcasting. I, I, and there. I think when you went around the coffin, yeah. they just happened <laughs> to uh, film you on the news. Because it was at 10 o'clock, and 10 yeah. o'clock, the live feed from uh, Westminster Abbey, right? Was it Westminster Abbey? I can't remember now. Must have been. I can't um, remember. Either. Where the Queen's body was kept was uh, we just happened to be on the news at ten o'clock, but that was after eight hours of queuing up. But that's a whole different story. I'm sure I've spoken about it many, many times. But uh, yeah, uswakt when we knew that coronation was going to be on the sixth of May, it felt like a million years away. But that's it. Coronation done and dusted. One yeah. more day of chutti and back to work. Time goes by so fast because. Um, from this week onwards, mm. our kids have got exams. Is yeah. it this week or next week? Next week, say, but uh, now it's going to be the exam final exams for both of them. So it's exam fever now. G GCSEs, A levels. So it's going to be the big one. I think mm. 2023 was always going to be a special year. Big ones. Big ones. Right. I think it's time to say bye now because we're rambling. We don't normally record so late. Yeah, we don't. And also because it, this has been a hectic week. You know, there's been a lot going on. I've got a bottle of wine, so I'm not too fast. Yes, I'm going straight to bed and uh, hope to see you all on the next episode of the Shabby and Man podcast. Till next time. Bye-bye now. God save the king. <laughs>